0: would you rather be right or effective, right? Because being right helps your ego, but being effective helps your life, Mm. right? And for a lot of people I know, especially when it comes to the dressing conversation, you know, it it hits a lot of people a lot of different ways. And sometimes, like, there's this this thing in us as men where it's that initial knee-jerk reaction where you want to, you know, say, hey, but, da-da-da-da-da. But if you find yourself feeling that, again, just ask yourself, would you rather be right or effective mm. right because if we're looking to be effective if we're looking to change our life if we're looking to build legacy we have to kill the ego right for what's effective
1: All right, so welcome to the Path to Prosperity podcast, where we help you make, manage, and multiply money. I am Ash Cash, the financial motivator, Storm Leroy, the employed millionaire, and Marvin Mitchell, Mr. Become Your Own Bank. And today, we have the honor and pleasure. So, So look, let me tell you how they cheated, though. Because Marvin got the message, and then, and then he didn't tell us. He didn't nah. tell us nothing about about nothing. We just was surprised. So I got my I got my Air Force Ones on. I got my God is the greatest shirt on. Hey, it Storm right Storm got his employee millionaire stuff on. But Rico Suave decided, you know, they both—they both oh, got the hey, ankles I mean, out. We got—we got—we got to look the part. They both got the ankles out
2: yeah, with yeah, the with yeah, the no-show yeah. socks. By the way, I was styled by this guy look, yeah, that we're yeah. about to introduce right now. So we got yeah, yeah, yeah. our guy Joseph Hines in the building, uh, 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 uh. Appreciate it. lifestyle yeah. consultant, yeah. image
1: consultant, yeah. 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 the yeah. guy who will literally make you look like a million bucks. What's up, brother? Perception, oh, economics. Comics, yeah, What's yeah. A,
0: tell yeah, us who you yeah. are, man. Yeah, so uh, my name's Joseph Hines and in a nutshell, I help high performers grow their style in the network. So on the style side, I have a company called Affluent X Life where essentially what I do is I help people better communicate who they are through the clothes that they wear. Mm. Um, and on the network side, I have a business with my business partner Hafiz called The Standard where essentially I help high performers meet other people that are like them. Because what I realize is for a lot of guys that get to this space, they've worked all these hours and they get to the top of the mountain, and they realize they're the only one there. Mm. And most people make the mistake to where they try to go to the bottom of the mountain and pull other people up who aren't mm. climbers. Wow! And the danger about trying to pull people up who aren't climbers is eventually what's going to happen. They're going to try to pull you off the mountain. Mm. And I don't know if you guys That's like me, funny, but, but, hey, but, but but look, it, 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 if you fall, fall off the, the mountain, with the balls. look, look, if you fall off the mountain, you might not survive. Right. Fact. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to curate an environment. So, man, when you're done working that 60, 70-hour week, you're not trying to figure out where are other guys who have the same DNA. Right. We've curated that environment for you. And at a high level, we nurture those relationships. And I think we do it at a high level, and we really promote guys being excellent in all areas. So not only the financial part, but the spiritual, you know, the physical side, right, the style side, all these components to really kind of kind of be this this complete man. So those are kind of the two sides of, of what I do.
1: But, but, but I, I want to jump right into to something you just said because mm-hmm. a lot of us are uh, first generation rich yep right and because we're first generation rich we we have this um, this tug if you will, mm-hmm. Of in our mindset, once we make it, we're supposed to go back yeah. and grab people up with us, but then we understand the dangers of that. So we we kind of mm-hmm. double dutch between two, trying to, you know, surround ourselves with other first generation rich. Because a lot of times if we get into the space where um there's legacy rich mm-hmm. and then there's first generation rich there's a disconnect somehow. Yeah. And so I know I know for me and, and a lot of guys that that, that I'm around in the first generation rich, mm-hmm. there's this um sense of imposter syndrome, if you will, yeah. because I'm around these legacy people who have mm-hmm. always been rich. So there's like this disconnect. I could connect with the people that I grew up with, but again, they're not, they're not, uh, on that, on, on that financial level, if mm-hmm. you will. And, and knowing that I'm going to have to carry that low support it, like how, <clears throat> with all of that complexities, yeah. how do you deal with that?
0: Yeah. So I, I think there's, there's multiple levels to this question. So I think we, we have to break it down the first thing we have to break down is this idea of loyalty that's embedded into most men, Mm. right? As men, we're very, very loyal. And especially if you've known somebody for a long time, whenever you get to a space, especially when you've made it, you want to bring the people that you've known up with you. Mm. The difficulty is you can't take that driver test for them. Mm. You can give them materials, Right. You, you, you can you can tell them, you know, your, your experience with how to parallel park. But eventually when you get in that car and life's testing you, they have to pass the test. Mm. And I think for a lot of us, because we have that lords and because we've known them for so long, we we're trying to do it. But in all, you know, in all actuality, we're hindering their process. Mm. Right. And another thing, too, as a man, like you can't you can't adopt a grown man as a son. Mm. So it comes to a point to where, like, yes, you have a relationship with people. Yes, you've grown up with them. But if they aren't willing to do that work, if they aren't willing to take the advice, if they aren't willing to, to shift their mindset, to become a climber, in all actuality, they're going to end up not only hurting you, but you're also hurting them. Because mm. there's also uh, sometimes a level of entitlement that we can get where we kind of develop the, the, the Jesus syndrome, mm. right? right? That, like, we can help everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass this belief on to this other person. I'm, I'm going to make them a believer where... In all actuality, the only person who can make someone believe is that person. They have mm. to make the choice. Mm. You can help them. You can plant the seeds. But at the end of the day, they have to break through the soil. Yeah. Right. All you can be there is be a help. And, and, you know, you might be able to water it a little bit, but they have to still do that journey. So that's the first side of it. The second side of it is mm. the identity issue. Right. Because, you know, if you've been a caterpillar all your life, eventually you turn into this butterfly, you know, you flying. But like it's kind of weird because you used to being with, with the caterpillar 100%. home, you, you know. So so there's always going to be there's going to be this shift to where when you're in this new environment, it takes a lot to get used to. And, and the story I always like to tell is like I remember when I was in college. Right. And it was my first time going to UGA. And if anyone's been to UJ, like UJ is like a huge college town right like if you go there it's nothing but like bars and at the time i'm only like 1920 mm-hmm. so you know i'm going to the bars and my first question to, to my guys is like man like how am i gonna get in like i'm not 21 and up mm-hmm. like 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 what i was like tripping they're like bro look i got you i'm like what do you mean you got me they're like look when we pull up we got something for you mm-hmm. so we pull up and before we get into the line i'm like bro I, like i'm not 21 how i'm gonna get in so my homie he passes me this license right this fake id and I'm looking, I'm like, bro, is this going to work? Because the dude's dark-skinned, I'm light-skinned. So, like, I'm, like I'm, I'm tripping at this point. Cause I'm like, bro, they're not going to let me through, right? They're going to kick me out of line. It's going to be the most embarrassing thing in the world. So, you know, first homie goes up. Okay, he passes. Second guy goes up. Okay, he passes. Then it's, like, my turn. So, literally, I get to the bouncer. He looks at the ID, looks at me, looks back at the ID, looks at me. And he says, are oh, you good? So, at this point, I'm like, Phew. Thank God. So I'm in the club, right? Or in this bar. But the weird thing about it, even though I was in the bar the whole time, do you know where I was?
2: Mm.
0: I was in the corner. Mm. You see, even though I had access to the space, mm. because I didn't have the identity, I wasn't able to take advantage of it. And for a lot wow. of people, I think that's what happens. We get access to the space, but because we haven't upgraded that ID to a 21 and up license, mm. we aren't able to take <laughs> access of the space that we're in. So we, we, you know, we, we're there, right. we're qualified, we're in the room, mm. but there's a level of us that still is going back to those old habits, mm. right? Those old people, when we had that, 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 uh, that other license. And I think for a lot of us, we have to give ourselves permission to upgrade the license because once we do that, we can fully take advantage of the rooms we have access to. Well,
2: mm. Take us through the process, man. Because I know one of the things that you do, yeah. I was just talking to Marcus mm-hmm. Rose here, who we just, yep. uh, we interviewed.
0: Amazing, by the way. Amazing. Yeah. He was
2: talking about your program and talking mm-hmm. about how amazing it was mm-hmm. that the men that you cultivated, the men that you developed, how everybody was for each other, people attending people's weddings. And, mm-hmm. you know, you created this culture, right? Yeah, yeah. That you've shifted. You, you've, you put them into a space mm-hmm. where they've been able to shift their identity. Yeah. So yeah. what's been your platform? What's been your process on how you've been helping people to do those things?
0: Yeah, I, I think the, the number one thing I always, I always tell people is who do you, you want to be? Mm -hmm. Right. Who are you trying to become? Right. Where do you want to be five years from now? Where do you want to be 10 years from now? Right. Write that down. And then once you do that, you work backwards and say, what type of man do I need to be to become that guy? Mm -hmm. Right. Then you write those things down. And then what you do is you just do a self audit and the things that you see deficiencies in. Those are the things that you work on. And then if you find yourself saying, well, look, I have these things, but I still don't feel it. The thing that you're deficient in is the confidence. So now that's what you have to work in. And for my thing, it's all about, like, for me, I used to do affirmations. And, you know, I love my mom because one of the things that she really instilled in me in a young age is saying affirmations. Like, I remember every night before we would, we would go to sleep, my mom would have me saying stuff like, I'm the head and the tail. I'm above all and never mm-hmm. need. No point against your process. I'm blessed coming in, blessed coming out. And what ends up happening when you start to say these things, it starts to seep into your subconscious. And for a lot of people, right, they're like, oh, my God, you're just saying these things in the mirror, right? And... On the front end, it doesn't seem like a lot, but there's something amazing that happens when you start saying it three months, mm. six months, a year. There's, there's this belief that starts to seep in your subconscious to where now you have this belief that, no, I am this. Mm. So now you don't even have those little thoughts that come in the back of your head where, ah, maybe I'm not, ah, because you, you've been able to affirm yourself so much and now you're, you start to just notice the difference of you being able to step into it. Because keep in mind, even though you might be in this space, you might still have the old people who remembered you as a caterpillar. Mm. So they're calling you to who you were versus seeing who you are now. So they're still saying, oh man, you're not like that. I remember when you did this. Mm. Oh, you're not I'm like, man, you are not. Oh, you switched up, you still right. this person. Yep. And it takes you having to continue to affirm, no, I am this. Right, you speak in I am statements, right? To make to make it personal, and then once you do that enough, you begin to see it seep in, and you start to see that change happen.
2: Mm.
3: And wait, I got a question for you. I want you to go into the thought process of how your feeling about mm. yourself changes mm-hmm. once you include the way you dress.
0: Mm. So you know, what's really interesting? I think the image piece is such a cheat code. Yeah, mm. and I'm going to tell you why it's a cheat code because a lot of people need other people to affirm them enough times to start believing in themselves. Mm. And the interesting thing that starts to happen is even if you don't believe you look good, even if you don't believe you're that guy, there's something amazing that happens when you dress up and other people start to affirm it. Mm. Right? Because sometimes, sometimes you need the training makes wheels. Makes sense. Yeah. Right? So, so sometimes you need the help. And what ends up happening with that image mm. piece is, hey, when you look good, what starts happening? You
2: Feel good. Feel good,
0: yeah. Right? And, and there's this interesting framework. I was at this conference, and I forget the lady who, um, who, who created, but she had this really interesting framework, and it was um, circumstance, thoughts, feeling, action, results, right? So, you know, perfect example, Michael Jordan. Circumstance gets cut from the basketball team, right? Now, what do you think, right, he's, he's feeling about that, right? He might, most people might say, you know, oh man, I'm suck. Maybe I'm not, you know, maybe I'm not him. Right. Maybe maybe I should just pack it up. Maybe I should quit. Michael Jordan has these feelings, these thoughts. It's like, you know what? That's never going to happen again. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm going to get in the gym. I'm going to show them that they're wrong. So when you have, when you start having these thoughts, you have this feeling now of motivation, right? You have this feeling of conviction, which then leads to the action of what? Now you're in the gym. And now you're in the gym, you have the results of, hey, he's the greatest of all time. So f- for me and, and with guys, it's the same kind of situation of, okay, you have these circumstances, but now you're dressing well. So now you start having these thoughts of you might look in the mirror. You start like, okay, I think I, think I, look, I look really good, <laughs> right? Then you start feeling a little bit better. <laughs> Now these feelings start influencing subtly these actions. So now you start sitting a little bit taller because now when you wear a suit, there's a there's a shift in posture. And there's actually been studies on this, right? Of just by how you dress, right? They had this really interesting study where they had um, like one group wear lab coats, and like the others didn't. And the group that wore the lab coats actually tested higher. Than the groups that didn't, because there's this subconscious thing that happens and these mm. associations that happen with the clothes that you literally have on. Mm. Yeah. So you know, for me, that that's kind of how that process works. And you know, it, it, I mean, just seeing the guys in the community be able to experience that, uh, I think has been amazing. And so, and so, you know, recently, um, and, and I want to say, I guess, you know,
1: we still like Kevin Samuels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was one of the pioneers of this conversation about the high value man, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, what correlation do you think that how you dress connects to that
0: correlation of being a high value man? So the first thing, respectfully, I think with the high value man conversation is a little bit limited because Mm. typically when we see the high value man, it's it's statistically are generally represented with just finances. Mm. Right. So there there's this there's this hyper focus on finances. To yep. me, it's kinda almost like being like Johnny Bravo, where you go into the gym every day and you only work in upper body, and you forget about your lower body. <laughs> so for me, I I think I think the, the real the real thing is being a high character man, a high all-around man. Mm. But in terms of when it comes to the style piece, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, as a man, you wanna be Thanos. You wanna collect all the infinity stones. You don't want to rest your morals on one thing. So okay, cool, you got finances, what other stones you got? Right? Like, how's your style? How, how's your marriage? How are your relationships? How, how's your relationship? with you? Like, these are the other things that I think are really important. And, and for me, it's been cool because a lot of my mentors, that's the one thing that I've seen consistent with them is this idea of, yeah, they, they, they perform well financially. But it's a whole other thing when, like, right. hey, you perform well at the house, Thanks. with your kids, Thanks. right, with your relationships that you have with other men. Like, that, I think, is the bigger conversation piece that, that really gets missed when we're just talking about. The quote unquote high value man. Yeah. That's a lot of times,
2: right there. a lot of times men are ignored in a lot of these conversations mm-hmm. because when you, even yeah. when you look online, you look on Instagram, it's mm-hmm. a lot of women yep. telling their story. Mm-hmm. You look at thank you cards and, and, and gratitude mm-hmm. cards, it's mm-hmm. catered toward women. Yeah, Mostly yeah. everything yeah, is yeah, catered yeah. toward women. Mm-hmm. So you have a group of men that get together. So I'm, I'm sure they share some things, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, that men talk about, right? What do you think is is three pitfalls or three downfalls that men can go through that can stop them from that standard of success that they're looking to achieve. What are the three main things in your mind?
0: Oh, man. Um, How do you overcome it? Okay, cool. So the first thing, number one, and this kind of can bleed into all three, but uh, not taking accountability. Mm. I think... What I've seen from a lot of the men that I look up to is the highest level of being a man to me is being able to take accountability, Mm. right? Take accountability in relationships, take accountability with the woman that you're with, take accountability with the way that you show up, with how you dress. Because what ends up happening is you come to these spaces, especially online, where you have a lot of men who are hurting, right? And because there's hurt there, they're going to gravitate towards the people who are able to touch that pain point but what Mm -hmm. ends up happening is instead of instead of being able to take accountability for what put them in that position as a man especially if you are supposed to be a leader they end up blaming other people where it's not to say that isn't true and it's not to say that isn't right but is it effective Mm -hmm. and that's where I think you have to make that that difference is you can be right but is it effective Mm -hmm. and I think the more effective thing to do is to be able to remove yourself from being a victim because as long as you are a victim of the situation, you can't take ownership of it and you can't move from it. Right. It still has power over you. So, again, an example might be, you know, the women, that's your way. You might have had a, a bad relationship. And, yes, the woman may have been wrong, but at, at, at the onset, as a man, as a leader, you have to say, you know what? There were some things that I saw in the very beginning, Right. Where I probably should have exited out, <laughs> hey, exited out of, of 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 that situation. So, like that's that's the first thing I would say. Um, accountability. Second thing I would say um, would be uh, would, would be ego, right? Ego. I, I think as um, men, sometimes we have such a big ego, and we and we confuse vulnerability with weakness. Mm. Right. So a lot of the things where, where we have to do in the reprogramming that happens in our group is teaching guys, look, there, there's not weakness and vulnerability there's strength. Because, again, going back to accountability, when you're able to be vulnerable as a man, that's showing that you can take accountability for your weaknesses. Yep. And especially if you're a high performer man, we already know if you ask for help, it's like this is the panic button. Right. It, 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 it's not, it's, you know, it, it's not a charity. Right. We don't run an orphanage. So we already know if you're in this group and you're the type of guy, by the time you ask for help, it's because you really need it. But a lot of guys, man, they, they sit in silence, mm. right? They, they go to sleep in a burning house and they never they never leave the building and they just sit there until everything burns. And they're wondering why, you know, they got these scars on them where it's like at some point, man, you got to exit that house. You can't exist in expired spaces. Mm. So that's I think the second thing is like learning how to how to manage the, the, the ego. And man, the third thing, that's a good one. Um. Discipline. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Discipline, um, I think, is a huge thing. Um, you know, and again, that can go out to women, relationships, habits, your daily routine. Um, all of again, the men that I've looked up to, the men that have been mentors to me. You know, when I'm even looking at, at yourself, Marvin, there's a level of discipline that they have, right? There, there's a level of I don't care what happened the day before; nothing's gonna knock me off. Mm. My routine and the men that have been the most lost that, you know, my business partner, Hafiz, has talked to or, or me have talked to have been the men that have no discipline, mm. no routine. Right. You ask about the day. Some days they wake up at one. Other days they wake up, at tw- uh, you know, 10. Another day they wake up. It, it's like it, there, there's no routine. There's no structure. And as a man, there, there's a level of where you have to create the structure. Mm-hmm. You have to create that. But it starts with you because you don't have discipline or a routine in your own life. You, you can't even enforce that with other relationships or other people because, again, it, 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 it starts with you. So those would, I think, be the three things. It's I good. have a question. Yeah. So
3: what is it uh, from what I'm hearing? You have a brotherhood mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Um, what is the age ranges of the brotherhood that mm-hmm. you have you have going on with yep. your group? Is it mainly 100 percent all men? No women interaction. What I mean by interaction, meaning mm-hmm. you're running a business. It's also a business, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Yeah, yeah. So does that extend to your back room, your your back office, your systems? Mm-hmm. Like, do you take that that mythology of working with men mm-hmm. all the way to the back of your paperwork, your team? Yeah, and yeah. also, mm-hmm. what is the end goal of the brotherhood? What what is the key mm-hmm. thing you look for in that person to say you would fit? Good here, yeah, and what's the exit strategy? Mm-hmm. And do you at the end, when they get to that end point, do you encourage them to now take what they've learned mm-hmm. and now
0: embed that into somebody else who wants where they were at? Yeah, I think all those are great questions. I'll try to remember all of them. So, no, 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 no. Cause <laughs> I got one question. So, <laughs> I'll start with this. Sorry, I had a good First thing is, um. You know, our, our, our culture, right? We have, right. We have three th- main things that we stand for. It's excellence, assisting, and legacy. Excellence in all areas as a man, like I said, financial, social, spiritual, right? The, the, the whole gambit. Assisting is the next thing that's really mm-hmm. important in terms of our culture, right? Because a lot, you know, a lot of times in sports and life, you, you, tend to, you tend to get rewarded only when you score. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to create a culture to where, hey, look, we want to reward the Magic Johnsons of the world. Right. We want to reward the guys who, yeah, you made a million, but how many of your mans have you helped make a million? Because clearly with this environment that we're building, none of these guys are slouches. So you don't have to worry about guys eating off you because, again, this isn't an orphanage. Mm. Right. So that's the, the, another thing. And then legacy is the last thing that's really big. So like we're really big on, hey, how are you building your last name? How are you building your fan? Like, like, what does it mean to you? And on the back end, when it does come to systems, yeah, absolutely. I think the thing that's been really big for us is we've actually stopped trying to scale, and we've been doing it at a steadier pace. Because with us, like, if we wanted to, we, we, we could have well over 3,000 or 4,000 people in our, our, in, in our community. Mm-hmm. We only have 500 we do three to four enrollment periods a year. We only accept 100 people. It's an application process, and each and every guy that comes to our program has an interview or a last interview with either me or my business partner. Mm. They go through a 14-day onboarding process as soon as they start, right? They get connected with a liaison, which is somebody who's been in our community for over a year, who's gone to experiences, who knows most of the guys in the community, who can connect them with other men in the community, right, depending upon what they need, right? We have these systems to make sure that as soon as you join the community, you're getting 110%. Mm right? Of value immediately off the bat. So, because again, like when you go to a job, it's the same thing, right? They generally have some type of welcome packet, right? They take you through training. So for us, it was about curating that same level of structure for our community. Uh, when it comes to whether it's all men, it is all men. However, we have different things to where, of course, we allow for the opposite sex to be able to come. Perfect example, we just had our Atlanta experience, right? We do three to four experiences a year. We only allow 30 guys in our community to come. It's application based as well. Um, but for instance, Friday night, we're in a multi dollar uh mansion. Shout out to uh, Patrick Henderson, amazing builder here in Atlanta. Um, and we had, of course, different women that we handpicked and invited that we personally knew, mm-hmm. right? RNs, nurses, entrepreneurs, different business owners, like that women who are doing so, because what we notice is there's not a lot of spaces for healthy men and healthy women mm. to be able to collaborate. Right. Mm. We see a lot of we see a lot of fighting, but we, we wanted to create is like, hey, man, these women that we're bringing are women that you can do business and work with. Mm. Mm. Right. So we we give guys in our community that opportunity as well. I mean, and they I mean, they, they love that as well. And then the women that have come to our event have loved it also. So we have a lot of different things that we've curated. We had a lot of different systems that, of course, we didn't start with that. But as we've done the business, we've understood the importance of it, because if you don't have the structures of systems, you can't scale. Yeah. And what we've never wanted to do is be able to have more intake and not have the systems to actually be able to feel Right. On the customers of the people that are coming in our business. Mm.
1: That's powerful. So you you talk you talk about perception economics. What the now? What is is (laughs) it?
0: So, um, yeah, man, perception economics is a, a, a term I kind of coined about five or six years ago. Um, and essentially, it's, it's a course I created where I teach guys how to leverage image and income, but the way that I kind of curated it is really from the stock market, right? So I'm sure all of you are familiar mm-hmm. with, with the stock market, right, in the stock market, you have this thing called a ticker symbol. And the cool thing about the ticker symbol is when you type it in, right, it's a symbol that denotes the company's name. When you put it in, it gives all the company's information, right? And the cool thing about the stock market is a company's valuation oftentimes goes up or down based on the collective perception of what people think about that Mm. company. Perfect example, right before uh, Apple usually releases iPhones, the Apple stock goes up far before Mm. the actual iPhone ends up selling, And why is that because there's this collective sentiment in the market where people feel right like oh yeah this thing is gonna be hot and the stock goes up where what i started thinking about is in the 21st century what is your ticker symbol
3: Mm.
0: right it's your instagram it's your twitter right it's your facebook and that's just socially, but in person also, mm-hmm. it's the way that you dress. It's the way that you appear. So with perception economics, what I teach guys how to do is what I call the PSI method, right? I teach them how to leverage their personal image, their social media presence, and their internal mindset to again, leverage image and income. And the reason I say PSI is because we always want to make sure guys' pressure levels are maintained when they're going through this vehicle called life, right? Like I'm in Atlanta, there's a lot of potholes, nothing more than I hate than when that tire said, <laughs> well, you know, light, light comes on. So we want to make sure guys don't have that issue and when they're able to combine all these things, right, this this performance with perception, um, some amazing things begin to happen.
2: Yeah, that's amazing, man. So you've been doing this. You've been building this community yep. for a while now. Um, the end goal, right now you're looking to grow mm-hmm. incrementally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and within season. Yeah, Is it a goal to expand out and go out to a larger community, um, have different levels, or, or are you satisfied – where you are right now?
0: Or? Yeah, I mean, of of course. I mean, as we as we continue to grow, I mean, we're already in every major city right. in the U.S. We also have some people that are in Canada, some people that are in London, some mm. people that are in Africa. So, I mean, we, we are we are growing. But the biggest thing for me isn't necessarily going wide; it's going deep. Mm. Because at oh. the highest at the highest level of what we do, right? <laughs> the highest Damn. level of what oh, we, awesome. we do is right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think at the highest level, what we do is we help men curate long lasting relationships, right, right, right. right? Like what we want to see is five, 10 years from now, these guys are best men at mm. each other's wedding, yeah. right? Their kids are playing with each other right now. Now when they have kids, they're bringing their kids to the standard functions, mm. like at the highest level. I think that's really kind of kind of what we're going to. But yeah, absolutely. In three four years, I mean, with how we're currently growing, especially based on this last launch and, and how well it did, I absolutely see us being mm. being worldwide.
2: How would you have this idea? What 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 brought this to?
0: Well, really, and ones. again, I, I have to give a huge shout out to my business partner Hafiz. You know, it was really a conversation that he and him or, or he and I had um, about a year and a half, almost two years ago, right? Because. You know, to, to, to backtrack, I was in a place in my business where I was doing really well, but I was I was always anxious. Mm. Right. And the reason I was always anxious, is because no matter how much money I made, I realized that I never felt like I could rest because I always had to worry about having clients in the funnel going to the next month. So what I realized is, man, I don't have a business. I have a high income skill set. Mm. Mm. Right. Because if I remove myself from the business, the business doesn't operate outside of yeah. me. So, you know, th- there was this thought process for me where like, man, I need to figure out how to have some type of online product. Not only that, but I have a lot of guys that went to school with me that always are like, man, Joe, like i want to buy with you, man. I-, I need to get my money up. I can't wait. And I realized there was also this gap of guys who. Wanted the custom curation. They, they wanted that appearance, but maybe they didn't have the income to be able to afford at a higher level what I do for different C-suites, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, right, athletes, et cetera. So that was where it, it, it first started kind of birthing this idea. And then Hafiz, you know, my business partner, he has this huge YouTube community, right, has about 500,000 subscribers where it's been nothing but helping men. So when me and him, you know, we had been friends for about two or three years, we started having this conversation. We're like, man, I think this would make a lot of sense for us to be able to partner with each other, right? Um, For us to be able to kind of combine this aspect of image and clothing, uh, you know, men's self-development, and really to create this group because guys need it. They're yearning for it. A lot of them need help. And, you know, from from there, the the rest is kind of history.
2: Let's go deeper into your life. I mean, talk about a time where you felt like, Obviously, you and your business partner talked mm. about this, but yeah. did did you have this kind of support growing up? So, yeah, man, you...
0: it's 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 really it's it's really really interesting, man, and um, I'm I'm so blessed because when I, I look back at my life, there's a lot of reasons I shouldn't be here. Mm. There's a lot of reasons I shouldn't even gotten to this point. Um, and I think the number one reason I'm here and, and is not only God, of course, but because of my mom. I would not be here if it was not for my mom. And I'll tell you why. You know, I come from a single parent household. You know, I, I come from a family that, that dealt with drug, alcohol abuse, all of that. But the one thing that my mom never did, and, and, and if you're a woman that's listening to, I, I, I hope you can hear the sincerity of my voice because this isn't an attack. But the one thing my mom did that helped my development is she cared, or she cared more about my growth and development than her revenge. Mm. And what I mean by that is she never spoke ill of my father. No matter all the bad things he did, right? No, no matter when he wasn't in the house, no matter when he would disappear, she never spoke ill of my father. And when I see the difference between me and a lot of the guys that I grew up with in similar situations, I think the biggest difference is a lot of their parents, especially the mothers, always down their dad. Mm. And when you do that, right, when you chastise a, a, a child's father, it's almost a form of self-abuse or, or child abuse, Absolutely. right? Because you're teaching them to hate a part of themselves. Mm-hmm. And because my mom never gave me that, I didn't have to grow up with that, with, with that animosity, or that energy. She always spoke to the positives of why she was with my dad, why she chose my dad. The good things that she saw in him and because she did that allowed me to have the freedom to when I played in sports, I was able to model myself after other, you know, coaches, after other athletes That's like a a Kobe Bryant. But I had the freedom to do that because my mom cared more about my development than her revenge. And that to me, I think, was was a really pivotal point um granted she always had me um in different organizations right Mm -hmm. so i I had a lot of strong coaches and other men that were around me and then when i got to college i was a part of this program called pathways to success which is really actually what even got me into menswear Mm -hmm. right because what a lot of people know is growing up like i was a baller's life guy i thought i was gonna be the next kobe bryant And what ended up happening is my junior year, I broke my, ar- or my, I broke my arm twice in the same year, mm-hmm. three months apart from each other, both times a double fracture. Second time I broke it, my bone popped out of my arm. I remember everyone leaving out of the gym screaming, and I'm walking to the nurse's office by myself with my bone hanging out of my arm. Wow. And it was this really interesting moment because it was the first time in my life where I kind of felt like, man, I don't know if I even want to do this anymore, mm-hmm. Right. End up having surgery. Wake up from surgery, I realize that I have a tingling sensation. I have no feeling on my left arm. Doctor mm. says I have nerve damage. So now I'm going into what should have been my biggest AAU year, which should have been when I'm practicing with D1, D2 colleges. Now, right, I'm having to play the whole next season with one arm. Didn't even want to tell my coach because I know he was like, man, if this boy break his arm again, his mom going to kill me.
2: <laughs> right.
0: right? So now I end the season and I can finally see the ball stop bouncing. I'm trying to figure out, man, what am I going to do next? And what was the weirdest thing? So I'll never forget, I remember going to the gym, and I used to have block schedules. Like, I was a guy where I would try to go in the gym and make a 1,000 shots. Like, I was mental. And I remember I was going through my routine, and it was the first time in my life where I was like, I don't even want to do this. Mm. It was like God took the the passion or want for me to even do it, like, out of my heart. And it was was confusing. A lot of athletes go through this because when you've spent 17, 16 years with one identity – you know, and you think you're gonna be a ballpark. Now it's like you don't know what to do. I, right. I, I felt lost and I had all this extra energy where I didn't know how to place it. So, you know, I ended up going to this college visit at Georgia Southern University. And I remember, you know, you know going around campus and this guy, this bald headed guy by the name of Adam Hazel, he comes to me and he says, um, Hey man, look, you know, we're having a program called Path of Success. It's for, you know, 30 incoming African American males. If you're interested, you should apply. And look, I was never the involved guy. Like, I was not in student government. Right. right? Like, I, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't doing all that. But again, I had all this extra energy. I didn't know where to play, so I said, like, man, what the heck? Like, I'll apply. Right? A month later, I get an email that I'm accepted. And they literally had all of us come in about a week before um, school started. And I'll never forget it because it was the first time I saw guys that looked like me that dressed up. Not mm-hmm. only that, but these were guys in leadership positions, right? Student uh, SGA, right? Homecoming Kings had their own student organizations. And uh, I remember one time specifically, we were all in our dining commons. And about six or seven of them all walked in at one time. And it was like time stopped, right? Mm. Like the lunch lady stopped serving chicken. The girls stopped, <laughs> you know, stopped eating at the table. And I just became fascinated about how the room tilted to them based on what they were wearing. And that's actually what got me mm. into menswear. But I never would have not had that if I didn't have a community of men, right, that right. were leading from the front that could inspire me. Right. To see more, do more, have more. And I, I think the vestiges of that are also what inspire me today with my business partner to, to do what we're doing with the standard.
3: Do you do you um, encourage your your fellow brothers in, mm-hmm. in your community mm-hmm. to also reach out and do they invite other people? Like, what does that look beyond the walls of your brotherhood? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. is your brotherhood based on how do they find you? Do, your, do they go recruit more people for mm-hmm, you that would mm-hmm. fit? Like, I'm quite sure you don't do
0: the recruiting yourself. Like, mm-hmm. how does this thing look like it, it, it will evolve oh. and continue to go out? Well, you know what's interesting? Number one, a lot of it comes from social media, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we... <laughs> we post a lot of content. I mean, you know, whether it's the seminars that we do, whether whether it's, thank you, whether it's the experiences we do. So a lot of it comes from the content and from the content, of course, you know, we got the mini chats, the backend set up. They'll generally will apply and or right now put their email in. So when it's time for application process, again, we'll open it back up and they can apply. Mm -hmm. Now, the second way, of course, is, you know, the people that are actually in the community, they will recommend people. But again, like even right now, right, we have guys in our community that are recommending other people to come, but they can't get in until enrollment period. Mm-hmm. So like the thing for us is also keeping that integrity of, hey, like once enrollment period is closed, like you're going to have to feel it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. You're going to see all the content. You're going to see is going to Cancun. You're going to see is going to Atlanta. You're going to see all these seminars across the world. You're going to see all the events that we're doing and you won't be able to join until we open it back up. Mm-hmm. And I think for us kind of building that brand, even though it's slower, Right. We've been able to build a lot wider. And, and shout out to my, my brother, Hafiz, because he has this amazing principle um, and bar that he said. I was like, man, that's genius. And he and basically the idea was, man, are you focused on building sandcastles or pyramids? Right. The sandcastles, you can build it really, really quick. But as soon as the waves come, right, everything washes away. But but a pyramid, man, it, I mean, it takes years. Right. To build that thing. It's good. But it lasts centuries. Um, and I think you know, uh, definitely with his vision and, and us, that that's kind of been uh, the process for us. I
1: love it. Yeah. And so, so, so here's a question for you, right? So, when we, th- when I think about, like, I love the perception, uh, economics, mm-hmm. and feeling good based on what you wear. Um, as somebody, like, I'm in my rebellion stages, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, because as somebody who. Uh, you know, my, my profession yep. as, a, as a, I was a banker for 15 mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. Um, had to wear suits, yep. clean cut all the mm-hmm. time. Um, and I felt like I was not being myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was at, I looked the best. Uh, but I was my brokest, right, because mm-hmm. I was working corporate America. Mm-hmm. I still was making, you know, six figures, yep. but, you know, I still didn't have a proper uh, command, if you will, mm-hmm. of the dollars. So I was mm-hmm. living paycheck to paycheck. Yep. Uh, and I, I had that level of confidence, but I felt uh, pretentious, if you will, mm-hmm. right? mm mm-hmm. um, and then when I really started making money, when I mm-hmm. crossed the, you know, six and seven figure yeah. mark as an entrepreneur, I said I'm not I'm not faking no more, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to get a fresh pair of ones. I'm going to get right I'm going to let my hair grow and I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. you know, I'm going to get the beard. And I still have this level of confidence mm-hmm. um because I'm, you know, con- connected to who I am. I feel mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um but is there, you know, like 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 is there uh, in your opinion, and, and, and what you do, um, is there a way to still be a part of your community mm-hmm. without um, showing my chest hairs? Ah, like, uh, <laughs> uh, <man. laughs> oh, okay. shirt. so, so, so you got to show the chest. There, show the chest hairs. There,
0: there is so many layers <laughs> to to what you just said. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, I, I can go all all day on this stuff, right? But first thing. Um, one of the beauties about Perception Economics is we teach guys about three archetypes because the thing about dressing is you have to have an affinity mm. to the style, mm. right? So for my guys who are tech guys, internet entrepreneurs, I never recommend suits. To them. Mm. And the biggest misconception is when people think menswear, they think it's a suit. Menswear is such a big dichotomy. Like there's so many levels and layers to menswear. It's not just a suit, yeah. right? So the first thing when I'm even consulting a client, I have to get an understanding of, hey, what do you do? What's your affinity? So for a guy like you, I would never even push you to do a suit. Mm. I would do what we call arch type one, mm. right? And arch type one is essentially more of a luxury leisure wear mm. look. Because what it does is it allows you to feel laid back and not feel pretentious. Mm. Because the issue is if you try to do a suit, you feel like you're too stuffy. And for your audience, that's going to come across as fake. That's- But if you do the arch type one, you still have the ability to come across laid back. You still have the ability to come across authentic, but you're doing it in a more refined manner. Mm. Right. And I think speaking to that, that that pushback of that rebelliousness, I think the issue that a lot of guys can sometimes run into. And I've seen it right because I've dealt with a lot of high performers is. They get to a point where they're like, shoot, I'm dropping 30 a night. Mm-hmm. you talking to me about how I'm dressing? Right. Right, right there on the air. we're talking about practice. Right, right. And I get that, but my response is yes, you're dropping 30 a night. Mm-hmm. However, you're doing it on 30 shots when you could be doing it on 15. Mm-hmm. So it's not to say that you can't get your shot off. It's not to say that you can't score, but is there is there a possibility that you could do it more efficiently? Mm right? Especially because we know that the brain processes images 60,000 times faster than it does words. Mm. So what people see is always going to say more than what you're actually saying. If we even right. go back to the first levels of communication, when we go to the mind temples, when we go to the caves, like, how did they write? They mm. wrote through pictures. Right. Mm. That's the earliest form of communication. That's why memes are so popular. Mm. That's why emojis are so popular. It's because of the imagery right and what i always tell people even in, in the perception economics we, we have this thing called the pack method and how and all of you been, you've been on the internet right and have you ever encountered one of those like e verify checks mm-hmm. right where it's like pick three crosswalks to get to the next level and you're kind of sweating cuz like one of the crosswalks is on the edge so you're like man should i should i should i, should, so, should I pick it or not right, right? right where well when people see you the same thing happens right they go through this e-verify method where they pull previous information of what they've seen before. They assign it to what's in front of them. And then they confirm to see whether this thing is real or not. And what I think a lot of us have to do is depending on the spaces that we're looking to operate in, we have to be able to understand, hey, is my current image passing most people's e-verify method in the spaces that I'm operating in? Mm-hmm. Right. So the same way that if, hey, like if you went to the basketball court, you wouldn't put on, you know, uh, 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 football cleats and pads. Right. Right? Now, it's not to take away from your effectiveness or your ability to mm-hmm. play from the game, because you could be really nice, but the uniform doesn't speak to the rules of the game. And a lot of us, right? The, 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 the nature that makes us an entrepreneur makes us want to break the rules. Mm. Right? Because there is a level, like the DNA is what makes us more embarrassed because we're like, right. S- I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. And it's not to say that you can't. But if you're looking to be a Beyonce, mm. if you're looking to be a Drake. If you're looking to be a Diddy, if you're looking to be a LeBron, right? And to really have cross cultural, right? And international impact, there is a level where I think that is something to look at depending on what you want. Mm. And that's why I always level it back like, look, I- Depending on the environments that, you know, there are gonna be sometimes where, like, you're gonna wanna do the Air Force Ones, and and depending on where you're at, right? Like, that's gonna make sense. But my thing is just awakening people's awareness, right? Of just understanding, okay, the space that I am, what am I communicating? Am I trying to play basketball with the football uniform, Mm. right? uh, One question. mm -hmm. This one here is just one question. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Now, when men change the way they dress, mm-hmm. and now the mindset change, their confidence level change, mm-hmm. does that have an impact on the type of women they choose in their life, and has that uh, broken up a lot of relationships because now this shift of their confidence? Oh,
0: man, so, so look, I... I oh, Man, it's so trying many. to do a whole new yeah, 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 listen, yeah. listen, <laughs> listen, it's a lot of layers to this. So uh, my mom, right, she got me this, this Christmas present. It was one of my favorite Christmas presents. this air humidifier, right? And the cool thing about an air humidifier is it has this filter in it, right? So it, it traps all the bad stuff, and then it lets the, the good stuff go through. Well, when you wear a suit, it's a filtering process because two things start to happen. Number one, the women, right, that don't feel like that they could connect or I don't even want to say compete, but they may Mm. feel intimidated by Mm. that, won't even now come your way,
3: Mm.
0: right? So just by what you're wearing, that automatically cuts them off. Mm. And then the second, which I think is what you're getting at, is there is a layer that depending upon what woman you're with, she may begin to potentially shy away from because most women are not comfortable being in a relationship where the man may get complimented as much as them. Mm. So that that becomes a whole nother layer because now she might be like like most men their whole life has been dressed by women. They've been dressed by the moms or girls used to telling them what, what they could dress "I't like, hey, wear this, wear this. But now when you're stepping in as a man and, and you're confident, you're sure you're you, you know, you're dressed well. And now you're getting the same level of attention depending upon the woman. Again, that serves as a filter that that can become uncomfortable because mm-hmm. she's used to being able to kind of have or hold that space. However, what it does lead room to is the right woman who will empower that, mm. right? Who will love that. So it
3: has broken up relationships is what you're saying.
0: I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying it's broken up relationship. I'm saying it's cleared men for the right relationship. It's mm. broken up relationships mm. with the people who the relationship. Don't let a
3: girlfriend
0: <laughs> stop you from finding
3: a wife is what you're saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you, you, you got to think, right? Would you be with somebody who continues to trap you where you were? Mm. Why would you do that? Like 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 again, like preach, you, you you're going to constantly be with somebody who's going to bring you back to being when you was a caterpillar. Oh, remember when you did that. I remember. When, well, yes, I remember, but what what am I doing today? Ooh, who am it. I who who am it. I go. today? Who Let's am I stepping go. into today? Ooh. Right? Cuz yesterday's price is not today's price. Yeah. So, to me, you know, and, and again, that that's why, you know, we always <laughs> the thing I always say is I don't want somebody who loves me to medioc- uh, mediocrity. Mm. Right? Yeah. love me to my best yeah. don't be saying oh I don't care how you look it's okay no you know I have a brand right. tell me hey you need, a, you need to tighten that up right. you need to get a hair like no tell me that mm. right. I don't want you to you know baby me to sleep because Jeez. what really is happening the reason they're saying this is because they don't want to have to have that pressure on the other end yes because mm. yes. mm. now when you, when you really start performing a hard as a man it can get uncomfortable because right. mm. it's like you're leading so far from the front to where not everyone can keep pace right and that is, is what I think when I say it really just leads them into the, to the right person because if right. they're not able to keep pace with you, like they might not be able to go on that journey. Marvin, Marvin, <laughs> Marvin. Hey, is
2: well, Mike's all yours. Look, look, man, look. <laughs> talk that talk. We we um. It is time to wrap up. No, 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 no So I came to um, I came to um like Joseph probably Mm -hmm. like what what was it three four months yeah 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 not that long ago right yeah yeah, nothing like that and I said man I need to change it up because I'm professional Mm -hmm. but some of my friends some of my good friends that are women Mm -hmm. told me they said look you got to step your game up Mm -hmm. because people are seeing you the way that you 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 may not look think nothing of it but Mm -hmm. the perception is the reality right and the reality of it is is you missing out on opportunities. Mm Because of the way that you're dressing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah now, I'm from yeah. St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. You know so <laughs> right. I'm saying? I didn't. Yeah. Look, I got the. Yeah. I didn't have to do all of yeah. that. Right. Yeah. I just came in, flipped on any suit, didn't mm-hmm. have to be custom or whatever. And because yeah. I'm from St. Louis, mm-hmm. it attracted everything. But once I started stepping into these rooms, yeah. these bigger opportunities, I feel like some of the shift mm-hmm. is shifted downward. So I went mm-hmm. to you instantly, bro. Yeah. You, um, you, you put me in these suit I got on now, mm-hmm. for example. Yep. Right. Yeah but you put me in these suits this one salmon suit that I wore man that's crazy yeah, 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 yeah. i got so many man i got so many people that came to me mm-hmm. like the day i wore that suit yep, like yep, instantly yep, yep. instantly, yep. instantly mm-hmm. my dm was popping not even, uh, not, yeah, hey, yeah, i'm yeah, telling you <laughs> some women yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. but 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 even yeah. more so not even just women mm-hmm. people in general um, hitting me up with opportunities, speaking mm. engagements. Wow. Yeah, I got like three speaking engagements the mm. day I wore that. Right, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. these are people who who they didn't know me. Yeah, wow. they just said, "Man, there's something different about you." Mm. Like, let me go ahead yeah. and um, like we want you mm-hmm. to speak. I got a speaking opportunity in places that I had never even been. Like, yeah. right in Memphis, I got a speaking opportunity. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? And these were men, and yeah. it wasn't even on on anything like that. It was mm-hmm. just more so like, look, yeah. we want. You are like, an hey, example. Mom, why? Yeah. No, no, I didn't say they from Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I people from, uh, from other oh, places. You funny. know what I'm saying? But, but here, But here's the thing, though. Yeah, yeah you're right. It, it does repel a certain. And I used yeah. to. And at first, I was like, man, I don't want people to think I'm so stuffy. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to think because when they see you on social media, mm-hmm. they see you talking about business, yeah. they see you dressed a certain way. There is that level of women and level of different people who say, mm-hmm. I didn't even want to approach you because I felt that you were stuck up. You were too yeah. stuffy. Like, what made yeah. me stuck up? What made mm-hmm. me too stuffy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they get to know me and they say, oh, no, man, you're totally different. Yep. Your personality is totally different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, how do you – I guess that, that's – and that's what I talked to you about. I said yeah. I wanted to present myself in a way that was still professional, that mm-hmm. I dressed nice, but it wasn't that stuffy feeling. There was still yeah, yeah. some personality behind it. Yeah, so. Yeah. So, so we talk, man. What, what what you what you what you do to kind of
0: work, work that um, so, magic? So so there there's a couple of things, and I will say that. But remind me on the speaking point because I have a perfect example for that. Okay. But I think uh, with, with clothing, there's a couple of different things you look at. Number one, you look at color, mm. right? So for a guy like you who is looking to be able to dress up and not come across as stuffy, the first thing we pay attention to is color. We're not going to do right. something dull like a navy yep. or gray because that's going to remind people of traditional corporate America. Yep. What we want to do something, is, or what we want to do is something that's maybe a bit more fun, a bit more vibrant, i.e. the green, mm. right? Because immediately when people see this, I mean, th- this could be an event suit, this mm. could be you going out for brunch, this mm. could be bit, so th- there's a lot more layers that this has. The second thing that we tend to look at is texture, right? Because there's two different types of, of fabrics when we're looking at suits is what we call dry fabrics and there's what we call wet fabrics. Wet fabrics tend to have a little bit more of a sheen to them. Mm right? So generally when you see your classic navy kind of has that sheen to it, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have your dry fabric. The dry fabric tends to have a little bit more texture, right? Similar to a denim, right? Denim is a dry fabric. Mm-hmm. So what you also can potentially do is if you do want to go like a navy or gray, you can now do it in what we consider a dry fabric, something that has more texture to it. Because again, now when people read it and they're visually looking at it, it automatically is going to be registered as something more casual because people are going to associate uh, that type of fabric like a denim, Right so when you start understanding all of these little things even with for instance the type of shirt that we wear right so for you I was like look we're not going to do ties because if we do ties it's going to be two stuff we are only going to do you know high collar hitting button downs right one or two buttons unbuttoned because that's going to be more Inviting, right? You still will be able to have that professional edge if needed, right? But it's going to allow for you to up your image while mm. still staying relatable and approachable. So that was kind of the thought process behind us, even picking certain colors, picking certain textures, even like the salmon, right? Because that salmon is a wool silk linen blend. Mm. So that blend allows for it to be a little bit more playful. Also, going to spring and summer makes more sense. It's more lightweight, right? We know you're speaking, we know lights are in front of you, so we don't want to do a fabric that's too heavy. Like these are the little things that that we start to look at when we yeah. really get deep into it, and on the speaking side, circling back to the percepts economics, what really made me realize the power of this is when I was twenty years old in college, and I got a DM from Armstrong University, and they asked me. They said, "Hey, look, we're having a, um, we're having this gala, and we want you to speak." And I'm like, "Gavin, want me to speak?" Mind you, when they sent me this DM, I had no speaking content at all on mm. my Instagram. So mm. immediately what I sent them back, I'm like, okay, well, like, what's your budget? They said $1,000. Mm. Just look, I, I know that might not be a lot of money, but at 20 years old, Right to have a, 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 a college reach out to me and want to pay me $1,000 to speak for 45 minutes. That mm. was life-changing, absolutely. especially yeah. considering I had no speaking content. Mm. They didn't even know if I was nice. Mm. Right? I could have been trash. Mm. But just based on what they saw, they said, man, we really mm-hmm. want you to speak on image. We want you to speak to the kids on the importance of dressing up. Mm. Would you mind doing it? Wow. I said, absolutely. Right? So again, when it comes back to that image piece, right? That perception economics... There's something powerful that happens when you begin to show up because there's all these positive associations that people naturally have. And look, I'm not here to argue whether it's right or not, but I am, I'm here to argue whether it's effective mm. or not. Yeah. So again, I don't like getting into the, the right or wrong because that's a whole nother conversation. But mm-hmm. if we're just, you know, focusing on effectiveness, yeah. right? What I call attraction marketing, Yeah. it's the easiest way. Like people always ask me, Joe, how you get, you know, get new clients. I walk outside. Mm. Mm. Talk that literally, talk. if you I want to get a that new talk, client, George. yeah, if you, I want to get a new client, you, I literally, I, I, I walk outside. Oh my god, yeah. I love what you have on. Yeah, thank you. I actually help high performers grow their style. Here's my card. Mm. Yeah.
1: So, so speaking of right and wrong, right? So you help Marv, you know, you know, up, upgrade his style. Mm. How do we get Marvin the right woman?
3: Oh my <laughs> God! Speaking of that, we got a, we got a reality <laughs> we got a reality show
2: about to have this called Morvis Morvis <laughs> Mansion Morvis Mansion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, bro. Okay, here's also the deal. Yeah. Speaking about the right woman, this mm-hmm. is this is so true. This is what I'm beginning to realize. Mm-hmm. The downside, in a way, yeah. um, is that I look like I have more money, mm-hmm. right? So okay, wait 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 hold on, I got on hold on hold that.
0: on. I got something for
2: that. All right. So the women mm-hmm. who tend to be attracted to mm-hmm. is and no. Don't get me wrong. I want a woman to look nice and all of that. Mm-hmm. But it's these mm-hmm. Chanel women that think that I'm going to buy them something right mm-hmm. away, and that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. continues to happen. Whispering. Right? So <laughs> can't nobody else hear me? Right. So <laughs> so so yeah. how do you mm-hmm. even when you dress nice repel those? Because it seems like though they're attract. The same way the good woman is attracted to that. That woman that wants the man for money is attracted to that as well. So I got to be able to repel one. How do you do that?
0: So I'm going to be honest. Like for me, um, I never lead with money. And if like to me, there's a difference between women that are mercenaries and women that are soldiers. Mm. Right. And what I feel is when you lead with money, you tend to attract women that are mercenaries. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, they they sell themselves out to the higher bidder. And there's always going to be somebody that can pay a higher price. So I vary on from like the onset of relationship, I'm never going to lead with, hey, I, I can pay for this or hey, I can make this. And if they approach me with that mm. energy, I'm very quick to immediately cut it off. Mm-hmm. Mm. So to me, I think it's more of a, of a posture into where it's like, like, don't try me like that. Yep. Mm. Right, right? Yeah. And, and being able to walk away from it. And I think when you start walking away from it, it develops a certain posture and energy to where those, those women won't even like approach you. Because mm. cause for me, like I'm I, I, I I've, I've never had a woman like ask me something like that. Mm. Like never. The nerve. And, of and, you. and 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 no, but it's Not just you like, the nerve of them. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's just like at the at the end of the day it's like again, are you a mercenary or soldier? Soldiers mm. are ten toes to ground, right? They're, mm. they're loyal to the soil, yes. right? They're, they're willing to die for what they believe in. Mm. Well, a mercenary man as soon as they get a, a higher paycheck, they they switch sides. As yep. right. soon as things get tough, that Hop around. So f- for me, I think it's just been developed a posture to where, look, I only want to attract soldiers or, 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 or good good people into my life. Yeah. Um, and I think that energy ha- has 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 yielded um, has has yielded value. And, and is fire. it is it
1: this is it the same rule, right? So we talked earlier um, about you know when you get to. Um, you know, this level of not just income, but character and mm-hmm. this wholesomeness as a man, you want to be able to surround yourself around, the, you know, the same type of men, right? Yeah. Um, from a perspective of relationship, mm-hmm. um, is it the same thing, right? If you have now developed yourself, you know, as a, you know, a, a man that has moral value, spiritual value, uh, you know, you know, physical value, um, monetary value mm-hmm. and now there is a woman are you looking for a woman that has those same things that she have to come uh, to the table uh, you know at that same level or um, is there um, an ability to to bring a woman up right meaning that mm-hmm. you're at that level of, of, of you know uh, having all of that together she may she may not but is, is it okay to um, date down if you will?
0: So, uh, for me, I don't think it's it's as much um dating down, dating up, dating on the same level. I think it's 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 uh d- dating where you're deficient at
3: because
0: mm. I think like like the right woman will will help you in your deficiencies, mm. right so if you're going to organize, she's the one that's going to help you organize mm-hmm. right If you don't have any sis, she's the one that's going to help you with, with, with the back end, mm-hmm. right like. To, to me, it's more about finding a woman who, who's willing to be a helpmate and who's willing and, and wants, like, has it in her to assist you to help you get to the next level because she believes in the vision and, and where you're going. And again, that also comes back to you as a man taking accountability because if, if, if you have those discipline, the routines, now you have this air about you where she's able to trust you to do those things. But to me, it's been about that. Like, I've never really... I've never really cared about dating down, dating up. Now, what I will say, right, because there's this thing where it's like, you know, men, as we make more money, we, we don't care about, um, you know, a, a, a woman's money, mm-hmm. right? We, we don't care about a woman's, a woman's job, right? But Who's what that? I, what, what, <laughs> Well, no, no, but, but, but my point, you hear a lot of people on the internet say that, but what I, what I will say is- <laughs> It must is,
2: be true then. We, we,
0: we, we, we do still care about a woman's pedigree. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is because at the end of the day, Like, your wife spends the most time with the kids. Facts. Right? So you don't necessarily want a woman who doesn't do anything because what is she going to produce now at the household? Facts. And if anything happens to you, right, what do you think's going to happen to the money? And even on top of that, like, when you bring her to different events and, you you know, especially when you, you know, you're with other seven figures Mm -hmm. earners and their wife, Mm -hmm. she needs to be able to exist outside of you. So now you can network and she's not mad if you've left her. Mm. So like these are the things that 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 you know like that I've looked at you know when when evaluating. I think that guys have to look at from yeah. you know a, a complete standpoint, and that's why even shout out to, to you know one of my mentors, Donald Knight. Like that's something he always talks to me about, right? He's like, look, man, the reason I love my wife is because when I'm with these CEOs of Bank of America and all, like, I don't I don't have to admire, mm. right? And she's able to also put me on game because there's things that she can identify with how yeah. people are interacting with me mm-hmm. where yep, she's man. like, ah, oh, babe, he shakes your hand. For, like, his, his smile didn't match his handshake. Mm. Stuff you don't see. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, now she... Like, mm. So for me, that's why it's like, if you can find a woman that's able to plug your deficiencies, that's like... man, And she's change, willing change. to like that's rock a, with that's you. A that's great a great answer, run. bro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
2: Great answer. Absolutely. So we, we, um, we have this thing we end the show with. It's mm-hmm. called um, Path to Prosperity Gems. Yep. So as we just take... One minute or less, and we all just exchange a drink, uh, a gym, something we want people to leave with. Mm-hmm. So, so we're gonna start off, and this ends our show. So, it's gonna start off with Storm, Storm Lee hey. and take us out. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna end with you, the guest. Right. So, be
1: ready. Man.
3: My gym of the day, Wait, the day. but you didn't stay,
1: you didn't style Storm though. What's what's what, what Storm style? Oh, yeah, you ain't do that. No, no, yeah. so
0: uh, Storm is definitely an arch type one guy, okay? Like, he would be a luxury leisure wear guy through and through. I would put him in a nice, like. Probably uh, a drawstring jogger, right? Trainer style sneaker. I would either do him a polo or crew neck. He's probably going to do a crew neck just based on his current style. That's kind of the vibe that I would give for him. Copy that. You All agree?
3: Right. If 100%. Yeah, like yeah, the soup yeah. days for me, those, they were good, but no. Nah. <laughs> I'm not with those no more. Um, a gem about this episode for me would be. The way that you dress, and and for me, I'm gonna really go back to when I used to wear suits. The way that you dress would really separate you from the people who you know are with you and against you. And the reason why I really leaned into that question about the relationships in the women, because I realized once I was working for a company that was wearing suits, there was a different attraction and there was a different level of the way my mind processed. But when I didn't want to wear suits, my brain and my confidence still stayed the same level. Mm -hmm. That didn't change because my wardrobe changed. Mm -hmm. So the part that I want people to really gather is, once you build up that confidence and it's there, don't feel like Mm -hmm. uh, your Achilles heel would be if you didn't wear the suit. Mm -hmm. It's still there, you're that same confident person. So don't bring your standards down, don't bring the way that you communicate down, the way you lock eyes with someone, the way that you know you're adamant about what you want, down because you think, man, I'm not wearing my, my Superman cape today. No, it's the same. Be that person who you were with the suit on, with or without.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, my gem of the day uh, comes from the Honorable Mason Betha. He said, I'm the reason they made the dress code. They figure I went wild if I'm in my fresh clothes, right? And what that means is, <laughs> come on, chill, man. I'm being serious. What that means is, Is that a lot of times if you don't care about, you know, you know, how you look and, uh, you know, uh, having fresh clothes and representing yourself, you will come out into the world and do anything and react to anything. Right. Like for me, I normally have an abundance is your birthright shirt. If you look in the back, I have 20 of them. Right. So it may look like I have the, the same one, but I will change it if I if I sweat a little bit, I'm changing it because I want to feel fresh all the time. And so just understand that whether you decide to, to, to show your, your, your hairs and two buttons down or if you got a T-shirt, it doesn't matter. Just make sure you are representing yourself. Make sure you're fresh. Make sure you're clean, because, again, how you feel on the
2: inside will represent how you look on the outside. Mm,
3: yeah,
2: good. Yeah. good. Your communication goes way beyond words, right? Like the words that you speak, even the actions that you take, sometimes people don't take notice of. Mm. But your brand and the perception is your reality. That's one of my takeaways, right? If you, if you communicating one thing through your words, but your image, your social media is all out of place, it's looking crazy. People are looking at social media today like a business card. Mm. People don't even ask for your business card anymore. What's your, what's your Instagram handle? Because yep. they're looking at that to judge you, to see. It's almost like in St. Louis. We have this thing where we judge people by saying, what high school did you go to? Mm-hmm. And when you say, what high school did you go to? They automatically have a judgment of you simply because of the high school. And we can say that's right or wrong, but the reality of it is, that's the real thing. So when people say, look at your Instagram, when they look at your Twitter, when they look at that, they're judging you whether you like it or not. So you better make sure that your perception is good, the way you're dressing, the words that you're speaking. Are they all aligned? Is the message in aligned? And that's one of the things that I'm learning and I'm taking with me, that my message and my perception,
0: it has to align. Love it. Yeah, I think um, uh, for me, if, if you're listening to this, the one thing that I would say is, uh, would you rather be right or effective? Because right? being right helps your ego, but being effective helps your life. Right? and for a lot of people I know, especially when it comes to the dressing conversation, you know, it, it hits a lot of people a lot of different ways. And sometimes, like there's this, this thing in us as men where it's that initial knee jerk reaction where you want to, you know, say, "Hey, but da 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 da," but if you find yourself feeling that again, just ask yourself: Would you rather be right, or effective? Mm. Right? Because if we're looking to be effective, if we're looking to change our life, if we're looking to build legacy, we have to kill the ego right? For what's effective. Mm. Bars! It. Tell them how, burn, how, burn, how burn. they can reach out to you, bro. Yeah, absolutely, man. So you can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Hines, J-H-I-N-E-S. You can also follow the community at The Affluent Standard. Uh, like I say, we'll be doing our next drop uh, come September. So if you're interested in applying, definitely get on the email list. Um, and once applications go out, definitely fill those out and looking forward to seeing you on the other side. Love it. That's it, y'all.
1: Joe Hines, aka the affluent standard president, not only a client, he's a player president. Uh, We are, we are, we have another awesome episode. Of the Path to Prosperity podcast, where we help you make, manage, and multiply your money. Your image matters. Make sure y'all subscribe. Go to pathtoprosperityshow.com, show.com. Like, review, and also tell a friend to tell a friend. We are here on every platform, right? Wherever you take you, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're available every Wednesday at 8 p.m eastern standard time tell a friend to tell a friend and always remember always
2: Always
1: seek seek
3: knowledge knowledge. let's go we'll see y'all next time y'all peace